I'm Beth. I am Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they are good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Today's topic is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, we're so excited. So, we originally said we were doing this Ghostbusters one, and it was going to release in June because... Or in July, I forget when, in the summer, because... The new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie was coming, was scheduled to come out on July 10th, 2020, and is now, thanks to COVID, coronavirus, is not coming out until March 2021. Oh, bummer. Yeah, so bummer. But it's still Ghostbusters. Okay, Ghostbusters! Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters was released on June 8th, 1984. Coincidentally, the same day as Gremlins, which blew my mind because Gremlins is a Christmas movie. (laughs) Okay. Which we will talk about maybe some Christmas time. Anywho, uh, June 8th, 1984, directed by Ivan Reitman, written by Dan Aykroyd. I don't believe your fact. What? Uh, That cannot be right. Yeah, okay. Double check me. Uh, I'll fight you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Directed by Ivan Reitman, written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, starring... Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson, and Rick Moranis. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes score, ready? 97% fresh, 88% audience score. Who are those fucking Scrooges? I want to know. How does it have a better critic score than audience <laughs> score? I can't even tell you. Um, this synopsis, uh, you know, I always... I, I go to a bunch of different places for information um, to put these together. And sometimes I write the synopsis on my own, and sometimes I use weird ones that I found. And this one, to me, is just, like, so brief and funny. So, three former parapsychology professors set up shop as a unique ghost removal service. My favorite is uh, three unemployed professors roast some marshmallows. Oh, yeah! You win. You win. I told Paul to come up with a good summary. You win. Uh, well done, my friend. So, um, <laughs> uh, Paul, what was your experience with Ghostbusters as a kid? I loved Ghostbusters. It was pretty much my favorite thing in the world. I was definitely not old enough to see this in the theater when it first came out. Or right. apparently there was a ton of hype around this movie. Like some of the stuff yes. I saw was like crazy about... They set up a phone line and, like, all sorts of wacky stuff. They set up a weird phone line where you could call and get um, a recorded message by the actors. So, apparently, I I missed all of that. I'm not sure how exactly I caught the movie at the right time or when it was, um, but... Well, so later on in the world, like, in, like, 86 and then later, they started to do, like, that that cartoon, and so we might have... yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was big into their cartoon. I had the toys. I had, like, Nerf-style, like... Proton pack? It wasn't that... I didn't have the pack. I just had the wand, and you, like, pushed it, and a little sort of soft Nerf sort of thing came out of it. I had, like... I loved the Ghostbusters, every form of it. Um, I was super into it, played the things, played Ghostbusters. Did you drink the Ecto Coolers? I, I absolutely drank the Ecto Coolers. I had a little Slimer. Did you have like... to ask for him for Christmas because you weren't allowed to have sugar? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I may have asked for an Ecto Cooler for Christmas. Um, I think I actually got my fix from uh, of Ecto Cooler at a friend's house. Like that was that was how I got it. It was a lunchtime tradable. Yeah, you could you could definitely. sometimes trade the the Ecto Cooler juice box if you were lucky. So <laughs> yeah, um, I do know that my I, I know for a hundred percent sure that my first experience of Ghostbusters was the made for TV version of it, which is like a thing we haven't really talked about. No. But they used to take movies, all you little kids out there who are listening to our explicit podcast. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They would yeah. take movies and like chop out pieces and make it fit within the two-hour time slot with commercials. Right. And right. it would be like this sort of abridged version of the movie that they would show on TV. Edited on... for TV, yes. edited for content and yes. time. Yeah. So I know yeah, 100, right. I'm 100% sure that the first time I saw this was that oh, version, and I know exactly why, and we'll come up with, with, with yeah, why later. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know what you're going to say. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, like, and it wasn't, so it was a pretty, it was a pretty long time that I didn't even know that that was, that there was like That's, a more full version I out there. I was just going to say that, Paul, like, it's making me wonder how many movies I think that I've seen, and I've only seen like the TNT version uh-huh. yeah. of, like... So now I don't think that's as much a thing. Maybe I just don't watch as much we don't, TV, yeah. and right. I don't know that that's a thing anyone. anymore. But it definitely used to be a really big thing that they would take movies, and then it, my parents would VHS tape the movie off of TV, and then we would have the, right, right. the TV version with commercials. Right. I had I was lucky enough to have HBO, so I watched those movies, but definitely watched my fair share of the edited cartoon or commercial filled edited versions. Yeah. What was your experience? My experience was also that I remember always loving it and I don't... Yeah, same as you. I don't know like when I first saw it. I just remember having seen it a, a lot. I, I distinctly remember the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Mm-hmm. And I think in my younger, like, you know... I think maybe, like, teenage me would have been, oh, like, maybe mixing them up together, like, the first one and the second one. Like, I had seen bits and pieces and probably mm. the TV versions. and But at this point, I've watched it a lot. And also, I went as the uh, gatekeeper for Halloween one year, and I looked super fucking hot. So I will post that picture right. um, at some point. I mean, it was 10 years ago, so I looked 10 years hotter than I do now. <laughs> um, well, we can talk about that, too. That's in my notes. Yeah, about me. me Not about you, necessarily. Uh, (laughs) Did you curl your hair? Uh, Of course I did. Okay. I also had shoulder-length hair at the time, uh, so, like, when I curled it, it was more voluminous than it would be. Were I to try to pull the same thing off today? Do I still have the dress? Fuck yes, I do. (laughs) Absolutely. And I am waiting for an opportunity to wear that shit somewhere, because I loved it. So, and it was... Because you, I played to the right audience. Everyone knew exactly when I walked in, mm-hmm. but not every not every audience would know that. Anyway, I remember drinking the ecto coolers. I remember loving it. I have a whole parade of Halloween um, and spooky movies that I like to watch all the time, but especially in October. And and Ghostbusters is definitely one of them. Even though I mean it's not overtly spooky, it's ghost themed. So yeah, I did eventually see Ghostbusters in the theater. Oh, because while I was in college. One Halloween, maybe my freshman year in college, their uh, theater played uh, like a back-to-back, like Halloween night special, one night only, come and watch Ghostbusters 1 and 2 oh, that's fun. in the theater. Yeah. And I was like, I have never seen it in the theater. I'm going to this. I don't care. Yeah. 
Paul, there's that nice theater near us that used to do cool movies, and we tried to go, but Paul and I will someday maybe be able to go to the theater again right. when the world isn't ending. Yep. Because um, <laughs> there is a theater near us that shows retro movies. Okay. The drive-in also does retro night, which might actually open sooner than the regular movies. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert, we record these way in advance, and so we're still quarantining. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, hey, Paul, uh, would you like to hear about an exciting opportunity for our listeners? Absolutely. I knew you would. Listeners and Paul, uh, we have started a Patreon account. Uh, Paul, do you know what Patreon is? Why don't you tell me what it is? Oh, I would love to tell you what it is. <laughs> Uh, Patreon is this place where creators of content can make a little community and people who enjoy the content can go and support them and become, you know, get some cash and prizes. Well, not cash. You would give us yeah, cash. Cash but and prizes. prizes. <laughs> <laughs> no, give us cash, you get prizes. Yes, yes, that's how that works. Prizes that you can get from being a nerd can of Patreon supporter include hanging out with us on some Facebook live watches and like an actual cool nerd cannon button with our nerd cannon logo. Sounds amazing. I mean, I think it sounds great. You would go to patreon.com slash nerdcanon if you were interested in such a thing. Link is in the show notes. Link is in the show notes. Take a look. We would really appreciate it. We love making the show and we work really hard to do it. And it would be fun to be able to make it even better and hang out with y'all digitally. Sounds fun. I'm there. All right. Cool. Back to the back to your regularly scheduled nerd talk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Paul, would you like to hear some fun facts? Yes, definitely. Okay. I, I bet I know like, a lot of these fun facts. You already. probably do. And I got to tell you, like, I normally try to pare down to just what I think are the most interesting fun facts, but, like, I got a lot because I thought they were a lot of interesting <laughs> ones. Also, I'm very bored at home. Okay. Um, so very few scenes were written, were filmed as written. Um, almost all of Bill Murray's lines were ad-libbed. Um, but additionally, when Lewis Tully mingles with his party guests, uh, that scene is one continuous shot and almost is entirely improvised. That's so good. I love when it's the people so walk in, and now you're going to make me jump ahead. Like, when the people walk in and he gives their life story. Their like, whole life story. He's just got a 401k, so he's doing okay. <laughs> they're, doing like, they're okay. <laughs> um, that's great. I, I was going to try to say this later, but I think I might forget. So, um, that tall blonde that he dances with in that scene, I, I remember my, my note at that scene is, where the fuck did this chick come from? There's no yeah. way she wants to dance with him. Uh, guess who she is? She's Casey, Casey Kasem's She's wife. Casey Kasem's yeah, wife. All right, fine. Uh, she's Casey Kasem's wife, yep. everybody. And he has a cameo also. Yeah. Anywho, so the character of Winston was meant to have joined the team much earlier and would have been slimed at the hotel. Uh, but it was supposed to go to Eddie Murphy, and he declined the role, so they rewrote it to have it be, you know, sort of a lesser character. On the, sen- on the set, Dan Aykroyd referred to Slimer, to the Slimer ghost as the ghost of John Belushi, and it's actually never called Slimer right. in the first movie. Um, and his the way he like eats so gross is like a throwback to mm-hmm. John Belushi eating. Can we jump back to Eddie Murphy though? Sure. First of all, I actually think Eddie Murphy would be. I have heard this for a long time. Eddie Murphy was, and there are so many other people that were considered for different roles or say yeah. that they turned down roles I have in this a bunch. movie. Yeah. And what I've heard about that is like, so people complain number one about that Winston was added because he didn't have a black character and he gets a shaft in this movie because he's just this minor character and he doesn't have any like major lines and like all this stuff. And what I've heard about it is that the script was rewritten. Like the script that they first went passed out was very different from the script that was actually shot. Mm -hmm. It was 
a lot darker. I heard I've heard Chevy Chase passed on Bankman. Yeah, Chevy Chase, Michael Keaton, Steve Gutenberg. Like a lot of, and he, I think Chevy Chase has actually said, like he read a, the script and it was that's, so yeah. dark he didn't want to exactly do it. Right. Yep. And I like I don't know why Eddie Murphy wouldn't have done it or what that situation was, but like, right. it also makes me wonder if you know they had him in there and there was this dark thing and he passed it and like, okay. And so then they switched. They switched it, so it up because he wasn't like because he's not a major character anymore. Like Eddie Murphy would have been a carrying like cast member of this right, right. movie, and, and so like all that stuff. I see complaints about the way that Winston's treated in this movie as like the token he, black character. Ernie Hudson himself has said, you know, that it's disappointing for him because he wished it was a a bigger character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think. I guess the only thing I'd say about it is, you know, the movie centers around these three dudes that worked together at the college and got fired and right. then started their own business, and he comes in later. I mean, I guess it in some ways that makes sense, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I, like, knowing... I mean, I appreciate Eddie Murphy in various movies, and I like him. I don't him. know that it goes, though, right? I don't think that Eddie Murphy would have been a good fit for this book. I don't think it would Not with the way it ended up, I don't no. think, but... No, no. Uh, do you want to know who is originally going to be Gozer? Who? Paul Rubens. Okay. That's so I, I thought that was a good interesting. one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't uh, heard that one a, before. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. So he was going to look totally different, too. Yeah. And then when he passed on it, they changed it to this sort of Grace Slick, David Bowie type of character <laughs> um, that it ended up being. So uh, this was one of the highest. This was the highest grossing comedy of all time until Home Alone in 1990. Hmm. So I liked that. And mm-hmm. then here's another sort of. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Uh, in 1982, Ivan Reitman, Joe Medchuk, and Michael C. Gross were planning to make a film of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, Douglas Adams wrote three drafts per his contract. They were considering Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd to play Ford Prefect, but and then Aykroyd sent them the idea for this movie, and they decided to do it instead. Huh. Also, Bill Murray only agreed to be in this movie because he struck a deal with them that they would the studio would remake The Razor's Edge with him as the star okay so he only did this to do that other movie yeah hitchhikers what is my is one of my favorite books of all time what's that yeah i knew you would i knew you would want to know that fact yeah. so it was like oh that would have been like a really good movie to watch also <laughs> like i really like ghostbusters but i wish that movie yeah. would have happened too um although the newer one was good whatever so i have a librarian fun fact when alice the librarian is asked whether anyone in her family has ever had a history of mental illness she says she had an uncle who thought he was saint jerome do you know who saint jerome is paul patron saint of librarians yeah! or libraries or library something Ow! like that <laughs> yep yeah. uh let's hear for the librarians or um, books scrolls <laughs> Yep. Uh, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's original title for the film was Ghost Smashers. That's an awful title. Well, there's actually a whole thing. I watched a whole thing about it. They There was something else called Ghostbusters. Yes. And so they, they yeah. had to fight for the rights for it. And they started to film with every time they showed the logo and the name of things, they were filming two different versions, like on the firehouse and stuff. And then they were like, fuck this. It's too expensive. We're just going to film it with Ghostbusters and hope we secure the rights. Wow. And they did like... At the last minute. Well, that's why the cartoon is, uh, the technical name of the cartoon is The Real Ghostbusters, because there was already a Ghostbusters cartoon yeah. with like a weird ape and stuff. Yeah. From um, Dan Aykroyd's script originally took place in the future, and Harold Ramis rewrote it. And um, Dan Aykroyd was inspired to write it after living in a house that was allegedly haunted by the ghost of Mama Cass Elliot. <laughs> so, no. Yep. So those are my fun facts. Awesome. Yeah. 
And now comes the part where we talk about how much we fucking loved it. Go, Paul. What's your first note? Yes, I said thank you, Opens in Library. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not especially flattering view of a librarian. Nope, 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 nope. I said <laughs> rude. I, the card catalog thing was... I said the card catalog horror. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, horror. <laughs> um, for anyone who's ever had to work uh, fucking around with card, old school card catalogs, uh, the idea that all those cards are on the floor gives me absolute highs. Yep, that's the most um, horror. Spent, that's like the ho- most horror in the yes, whole movie. Yes, that's the scariest part. <laughs> I spent two whole summers fucking with a card catalog <laughs> as a summer job, and I cannot. Yep. If one of those things would have fallen, I would have died. I would have just walked out <laughs> and left. Um, I did write, yeah, good old librarian stereotype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thanks for that. Yep. I said, I love theremins, I think, because of this movie. Theremins! I wrote theremins, too! <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure that this movie inspired, like, people are like, what's with a theremin? That's such a weird thing. You don't touch it to play it, and it's a weird noise. And I'm like, I love theremins. I, I, I have love it. not, <laughs> not just once, but many times, priced out theremins. And I'm like, should oh, I buy wow. a theremin? Me, too. Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's share one. Let me just say, if uh, if someone bought me one, I would learn how to play it. Yep. Like a real asshole. <laughs> yep. And I I bet I would be terrible oh, at it. Good. But <laughs> I love that that's never something we've talked about before in Europe. <laughs> 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 that's real good. Thermons. Okay, go team. I said um, uh, Ghostbusters theme. I love it. Me except too. I think it's like I think it's the tragic story of how Lu- Huey Lewis and the news get ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> Huey Lewis. Sued them. Yes. There was a settlement. Like, yeah, Ray Parker yeah. Jr. had to pay. I mean, right. I think Ray Parker Jr. was told, hey, we want a song. Like, Huey Lewis declined to do the theme. Correct. And they were like, hey, we want a song kind of like this. And so Ray Parker Jr. just basically right. took this, like, I like want a new drug. Days. And right. was like, hey, uh, here's my song. It's this other one that is already existing. But He also ripped off, like, a, like a pest control commercial. Oh, really? <laughs> Like he was like I he was he had like a weekend to write the song and it was like the last minute and he couldn't come up with anything and he saw the commercial in the film and oh, then he yeah, saw yeah. like a TV commercial and he was like who are you gonna call oh you're gonna call the Ghostbusters that commercial those, in the film was the one they played with the phone number yes it yeah, is yeah the uh, the voices in the song the like the people yelling Ghostbusters that's like his girlfriend and some randos he found <laughs> um, to just yell oh in the background God. and also I'm trying really hard to teach my children to always answer Ghostbusters to the question who are you gonna call who are you gonna call <laughs> yeah so we're working on it yeah. I said, Bill Murray is my hero. I love Bill Murray. He's like my favorite person that has ever been on the screen, I think. Except okay. Peter Venkman is such trash in this movie. He's a dick. He's such a dick. He is I, a Literally, creep. I'm like, why is he such a dick? He is awful. And I had my note was at the beginning of the movie was like, Peter Venkman is trash at the opening of this movie. I don't right. think he ever is redeemed. Mm-mm. Well, we can get to it as we get to yeah, it. We'll but get the, to it. the first thing I think I was referring to was him doing the experiment with the two college kids, right. the hot girl college Why kid, and the nerdy. Why does he have to shock the guy when he gets it right? Uh, well, he fucks it up no, too. So yeah, like, I because he needs him to leave. He needs him to get pissed off and yeah. leave so he can be alone oh, with the girl. With this girl and put the moves on yeah. his co-ed. Yeah, okay. he needs to piss that guy off so he leaves and he can just. Yeah, abuse yeah, his yeah, yeah. the power differential and you know like sexually harass this girl. Yeah, I I will say this: Belushi as Venkman, I could imagine him doing that scene. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of the movie, I can't imagine 
uh, Belushi in the place of... Well, but it would have been different because so much of it was ad Right. Yeah, that's so true. It, it was probably it probably was originally written a little bit differently, especially yeah. if they'd had Belushi in mind. You know what I mean? Right. I, I wrote techno babble at this point, but like when they're talking... Oh, right, yeah. Like Are they the talking techno, about the stack of books? The techno babble in this movie is perfect. I don't know how yes, they got it so I perfect. I agree with you. But the other thing is like the technology. They use all these weird tools. Even when they get kicked out of university and there's the guy who's like moving equipment yeah. out it's like all these weird ass random science equipment stuff um venkman's got the when he goes to dana's apartment and he's got like this squeezy ball thing yeah, on yeah, a, yeah. it's like all yeah. weird random shit it, like random whoever shit. designed all their props for this movie was just perfect yeah, i love the really technology good. it's like just weird enough that you don't know exactly what it is or the pke meter like mm-hmm. just brilliant i don't know at this point, so I got this far. Well, so yeah, after the after the he's a butthead and he tries to put the moves, they go back to the library. Well, so I got I got to the point where Ray came in and told Venkman, like, you got to come to the library with me. And right, then I was just right. like, I really want us to stop taking notes and watch the movie. Like, so that was your last note. <laughs> that was not. I, had to, I took a I bunch had to of other notes. <laughs> um, I just like they're looking at the ghost and he goes, get her. Get her. Oh, I got <laughs> way more than way more before that. All right, go. <laughs> I love the line, back off, man, I'm a scientist. And what makes it even better is that then they're kicked out and the dean tells him, like, why he's such a shitty scientist. Yeah. Like, you are a poor scientist. Like, he had just said, back off, man, I'm a scientist. And then he gets reamed for not being that's all good. Uh, I said, libraries are such my happy place. (laughs) Like, as they're exploring and they're going down into the stacks. And I'm like, I just want to go there and be in that space. I know, I know. Also, we've been stuck at home missing our own yeah. libraries for, like, I miss my library so much. Them seeing the first ghost is my favorite part of the movie at this point. Um, yeah. I love, listen, you smell something? I say that <laughs> all the time. Ah! Like, that is a thing that just my group of friends, we said that all growing up. Listen, you smell something? Like, just as That's a way, so like, interrupt. Funny because I have a lot of lines in this that I always say. Yes. And that isn't one that has stuck with me. <laughs> There's, oh, a, so there's a lot that I say out of this. Get her. Yeah, that I've was your a... whole plan. Get her. Like that's. Yeah. yeah. Get her. <laughs> it's very clear. Like the Venkman when he's. So they're at the card catalog and there's ectoplasm all over it. And yeah. Egon's mm-hmm. like, hey, get a sample. So he gives him a little Petri dish. And then Bill Murray's just like ad-libbing the whole thing. And he like yeah, flings, he like flings it on his own face. Flings it on his face. They turn the corner and if you watch, so this this watch through, I tend to, I, I tried to watch a lot of background scenes or just the setting and avoid, like, because I always watch it and I've watched this movie a thousand times. Sure. And so I was watching and like, if you look past them as they turn the corner and they're going to see the, the library goes for the first time, you look past them and there's this tiny little desk. There's like a map above it. It's in like the corner of the whole of the mm-hmm. basement of the New York Public Library, apparently. And... It's like this little light over this desk with a map over it. And I'm like, that's like my ideal job forever. Oh, in the basement of the library. In the, <laughs> like, in, the I, in the stacks. I just go in my little hole. Maybe it's like, a, I don't know if it's like somebody answering reference questions. It looks like a reference, like an old school. Right. You park a librarian there and they oh, answer the I phone for a, a reference desk. A reference librarian in the basement of the New York Public Library. And like they got the map Without up question. and oh my God, it just looks like this perfect little library hole that I want to be in from for my life. But I don't know if that exists anymore. Um, I want to do that. <laughs> I want that to be me. No, it's all chat reference. I have the fucking runaway music. <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah. Yep. 
And it happens like more than once. See, this is another people. So I've had conversations about this movie, how much I love it, and people complain about it. And one of the complaints is like, it's not a scary movie. It's it's like they're like they think it's supposed to be. I don't know if the expectation is you're going to go into it and it's going to be like a horror movie or something because it's ghosts right. and you watch around Halloween or whatever. It's not a horror movie. It's a hundred percent a comedy. Like I don't get the. Well, and I watched this whole behind the scenes thing, and Ivan Reitman was talking about that a little bit, and he said. He's like, no, I mean, obviously it's a comedy, but also so much of that, like, impetus for things that are scary and that tension is very similar to the tension of a good joke right. and a laughing. Right. So, so I just thought that was interesting. There was a whole, I watched a whole special on it. Um, yeah. He did, he talked about that. Um, my next note is just Ray in the pool. <laughs> oh my God, wait, wait, before that. So they get kicked out of the university. Um, Bill Murray. I like that he just has alcohol with him. Yes, he just, he they just, just have has... alcohol. Well, we don't especially know that, but he also just has Bill Murray just has. They're coming back from the library to the university, and he gives Egon a crunch bar. <laughs> it's like yeah, you've earned it. A, yeah, he just a has like, like like he's gonna. This is a treat for Egon, and he just has it also, on hand. If- Literally anyone was like, here, you've earned this candy. I'd be like, fuck yes, I did, and I would eat it. <laughs> True. But they get, and then I love, they wouldn't touch us with a 10-meter cattle prod. Yes! Peter Venkman has his speech about, call it fate, call it right, karma. Right, right, right. You know, like, that's a pretty yeah. iconic. I Well, for me, that's like an iconic moment. I also, I just wrote, I love Well, Ray, and then Dan Ray. Aykroyd says, well, I don't know, personally, I like the university. They paid us. They paid they us. They didn't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been in the real world or whatever? Right. I've been in the private I'm, I'm sector. private sector. They expect results. <laughs> uh, I, I also wrote, I just love Ray. Like, he's the the character of Ray is my favorite character in this movie because of his, like, almost childlike innocence yes. about the whole thing and just yes. joy and glee for a lot of it. And just, he's like, he's sweet. He's like, sweet. He, just, he is sweet. Yeah. Venkman is a creep. Egon's just kind of this weird intellectual, right. Right. you know, off in his own world. But Ray is just, he's sweet. Like, he like down the pole and yeah, yeah. I love how they they come they bring him out of the bank, night. huh? <laughs> Let's sleep Let's here tonight. Night. Get our, I'm gonna get my stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna get my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and now here is where we cut to Sigourney Weaver. Literally, my notes are just a heart eye emoji. I love her. <laughs> okay, so I said <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't realize until this watch through. I, I wrote. I just realized Sigourney Weaver in this movie. Might be the origination of my attraction to curly-haired brunettes. Oh, like, there you go. That's definitely a thing for me. And I was like, hey, maybe it's from this movie. <laughs> like, that was imprinted <laughs> on my psyche as a little kid. Like, oh, that's great. I definitely have a thing for Sigourney Weaver. And maybe it, it, it like... I mean, she's something else, man. Yep. I don't know who doesn't have a thing for Sigourney well, Weaver. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I'm with you. That's... Real funny. Where's I wrote Rick? poor Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Moranis is perfect. Rick, I wrote Rick Moranis is a gift. I mean, this yes. is the second time we've talked about how yes. much we love him, and it is it's, remains. Oh, gosh. He is such a gift. I like how he's just fucking waiting for her, and that <laughs> yes. every time she comes down the hall, he knows it's her. Uh-huh. Even when he's having a super loud party. Uh-huh. He knows. He's always got super high pants. Like, I want to know who yeah. does that. Like, did he do his own... Was he? They gave him the outfit, and he was just like, "You know what? I'm gonna pull my pants up really high and make this yeah, like I can't, hilarious." I don't know. I, he, and so him good. getting locked out of his apartment literally every time he comes out of his three apartment. times, and you know what? He's the key master, right? Exactly. And he gets it's locked so out of perfect. his apartment three times. <laughs> oh man, so good. The com- uh, this is where we see the commercial. We're ready yeah, to the believe commercial you. Is, is fucking horrendous. <laughs> 
I mean, I know it's supposed to be, but it's just so funny. And I like how Sigourney Weaver is in the bottom of the frame doing her super 80s workout yep. and watching yep. their commercial. Yep. <laughs> so good. When she comes home with her groceries, there's Stay Puffed product placement. Yes. Yep. She has marshmallows before the eggs bust on the counter. Yeah. Um, Her apartment is glorious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those like fucking leaded windows and shit. Like she's got to be making bank as a cellist. Yeah. And what is she like? What plays a cello? Like is that? I'm not. Listen. Play the fuck out of that cello. Do it up. But like that seems. I was like. I really hope if you're maybe she's if she's part of like the New York City Symphony or I don't know whatever the hell it's called there. But like. But don't worry because none of the next movie somehow she's into art restoration. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. She's like I gave up on that cello gig and now I work. For the biscuit, yep. and I do paintings. Yeah, Stay okay. Puff sitting. I wrote Stay Puff sitting next to the eggs. That's that's like a super. Yeah. My next note is just how much I love Janine. I don't know if you have anything. No, yeah, that, no. But... See, you're going too fast. There, we get okay. the first shot of. <laughs> I have. I'm going too fast. I have four fucking pages of notes. We get the first shot of the Ecto One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And my note is basically like, if I had a million dollars, I would have one of these cars. Like, again, yeah. not not more, like, not fewer, whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say. More than once, easily more than once, I have, like, priced out how much it, how much would it really cost to buy, like, what, it's like a 1959 Cadillac hearse or something like that. <laughs> like, how much would it cost for me to buy this Cadillac hearse? I forget what year it is, but the, the Cadillac hearse. Like, I would seriously drive around in a hearse, I mean, even I if it wasn't the, sure the Ecto-1. Or a hearse. I, I would drive around in a hearse. I would sure. drive around in a hearse. Like there is yes. a teacher I work with that they have hearses. There what? Yeah, they drive. That I there's lots. Of, <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, you need to hook me up with them. That might yeah. be my next yeah, yeah. car. But I would definitely have. I even if it was just white. Even if it had all the shit on it or the cool siren or Still, lights. Yeah. If it was painted white and it had, I could I could easily paint the Ghostbuster symbol on the side. Like I would drive that shit everywhere. Absolutely. I would drive in it with you. Yeah. Could we have exactly that horn? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Janine is awesome. I love her so much. <laughs> I love her. Um, fucking Venkman is like, you have bug eyes, and then immediately apologizes. Yeah. He's such a douche <laughs> for no reason. And then Egon comes out yep. from under the desk. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, what do, you, do you like to read? I like to read. And he's like, print is oh, dead. Oh, my God. No, I like all of it. Every that whole exchange, I ship them so hard. I want to low key fuck both of them. Like I like I am so into it. I'm into how weird they are. Yeah. I'm into their Ill- ill-fitting glasses. I love all of it. I think that was supposed to be more, but she, like more of a relationship. But it was. I just think pieces. so too, but it just was different. And then in the next one, she kind of hooks up with uh, with Tully. Tully, was, but. Yeah. Oh, my God. I also noted that um, I collect spores, molds, and fungus yeah. would, would make a really good online dating profile. Oh, my quick. God. Your I whole profile like... should just be Egon. Print is dead. I, <laughs> I once dead. tried to drill a hole in my head. Like <laughs> It would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. Yeah. I had a slinky once, but I straightened it. <laughs> um, I read that Christopher Walken, Christopher Lloyd, John oh, Lithgow... Yeah. And yeah, Jeff Goldblum were all considered for Egon. Yeah, all those people. But and um, I think, honestly, the, of those people, I actually think n- most of them would be fine, except for Christopher. I can't picture Christopher Walken as Egon. No. I can see Christopher Lloyd. I can see John Lithgow yeah. a oh, lot. Oh, for sure. Jeff Goldblum would have been a very interesting Egon. But Yeah. 
But an interesting mix with those dudes. Like, I, I think what works is that those three dudes feel like, and maybe it's because I've seen them together in this movie 9,000 times, but they feel like they belong together in a way that some of these other casting suggestions just don't. But yeah, I, ha- I have a low-key boner for, for Weird Egon. <laughs> and I always did, ever since I was a kid, and that's what's wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> so you can add that to the weird list. Yeah. My next note is that when um, she comes in and they're all talking, that Venkman's flannel is truly hideous. <laughs> yeah. Because at first I went, Dan Aykroyd is wearing a weird denim Dan yep, jacket. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa, never mind. The fucking <laughs> green and purple flannel uh, is real bad. When they go to the apartment, are you to that yeah. far yet? Yep. The piano, they hate this. Yep. <laughs> she asks him if he's using his tool correctly. And he actually like yeah. pauses and like, well... I think so. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not like, sure. It's very technical. <laughs> and then I love her line, uh, yes, we both have the same problem. You. <laughs> you. You're more like a game show host. Yes. Yeah. It was supposed to be, you're, it was written as you're more like a used car salesman and she changed it. So here's my question to you. We've already talked about that he's kind of a turd. Is this supposed to be chemistry? Like we've decided that what? he's kind of a butthead and we've decided that like Sigourney Weaver is hot. Yep. And obviously he has like a boner for her and is like so pursuing I. her. Fine. Same. This is the, my one clip that's going to be in the Thirsty Show. I know. Show. Paul wants to bone Sigourney, <laughs> ne- Sigourney Weaver, everybody. Put it on record. But listen, like, is this supposed to be chemistry between them? Because she just can't stand him. And it's not even the kind of playful, like, I can't stand him, but later we're going to bone. She literally pushes his face out of her apartment. Sure. Yeah, but like, okay. So I can imagine a scenario in which that's like sort of I'm it's playful. annoyed by you, but it's playful and yeah. like flirty. But this uh, is not maybe. that. She just doesn't I, like him. Then later yeah. she says yes to a date and she still seems like, right. nah. Right. And so I just was wondering your opinion on that. So in between those two things, she thinks he seems like a kook at the beginning. And he yeah. he professes his love for her. Oh, it's so weird. It's, it's so weird and creepy. I don't like it. And I would actually barf if a person said that to me. Even a person I'm gonna go for a broke. I really I like. am madly in love with you. I'd be like, and I'm puking, I need to leave. I can't. I it makes me acutely uncomfortable. I, but in between those two things, she sees that, like that they're sort of legitimate then, right? Because we have the whole fine, montage. Fine, right. And yeah. she like watches their interviews on various shows and she like giggles yeah. at it a little bit. Maybe it's supposed to be. I still think it's super creepy. I think it's super creepy to the end of the movie. I don't think yeah. that Venkman changes. He has like one moment where he, she, he thinks she's dead. I'm jumping ahead, right? Yeah. Where you actually, it actually appears he is really emotional about the fact that she's dead. Right. And Ray's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's alive, and, and he it just seems like he cut goes... Cut to making out. Cut yeah. to making out. Cut to... Right, and right. then they have a kiss. The kiss at the end of the movie, I think, is super uncomfortable. It makes me think that, like, Bill Murray just was like, I'm going to kiss Sir Gurney Reaver. And she was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm acting, so we're going to kiss now. I guess I'm acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... I don't know. Anyway, I think he's super creepy. Yeah, let's jump back. The next thing is like the hotel exterminator. They say they're exterminators. No, but the next thing is I said I want to live in the firehouse. That's my... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) If someone... Yes, they go exterminate. And I I also... My note is, if someone ever wanted to make my life complete... By the way, my birthday's tomorrow. Did you know that? 
Yes, Kyle's um, birthday is tomorrow it, in, in recording time, not in release time. Right, not in release time. And I think we're recording this for my, like, this is my birthday present that we get to record Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to me uh, yep. on Google Hangouts is a real gift. If someone ever wanted to just make my life, I could really use my own Ghostbusters cosplay, preferably Ray. I need the goggles sure. and the trap sure. and the whole bit. If you get a pack, he also like, needs a theremin, though. Don't. Well, yeah, that too. And yeah. I need to have Ecto One to make it complete. Like, you could just mail to me the 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 full Ghostbusters kit and outfit. That's right. that's another dream. Again, right. I would just wear it to school on some days. Like, I'm a Ghostbuster <laughs> today. It's like May 18th. I'm a Ghostbuster right, today. Right. Like, yeah. I don't think I can get away with wearing the uh, <laughs> Geekyver outfit. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in real life, I'm p- probably closer to a Lewis Tully cosplay, but, you know, oh, you can dream. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just like in the hotel when he goes, the flowers are still yep. standing. <laughs> he fucks up. They just fuck that room up so Trapping bad. Slimer is my favorite part of the movie. Yep. I'm fuzzy on the whole good, bad thing. Okay. <laughs> we, we're, uh, this is another thing we say. Important safety important tip. Important safety tip. God, we both say yes. that to each other all the time. <laughs> important safety tip. Nice shooting, Tex. Nice shooting. It's all real good. Um, I looked so at the gross. trap, Ray. Bill, Bill Murray's yelling as Slimer gets closer to him. He's yelling into the rocky, <laughs> yeah. and he's just going, ah! It's no. <laughs> so bad. I watched yeah. the, the, so then they have the montage. They catch the ghost. They have the montage of them, like, actually doing well, and they're being ghosts to trap, and this not being a fake thing. And I didn't ever pick up on... The, the there's magazines, like magazine covers, yeah. like Time Magazine. They're on the cover of Time sure. Magazine. Then there's the Atlantic. Do you know what the title is on the Atlantic? It's yeah. like, Do Ghosts Have Civil Rights? <laughs> that's so perfect. <laughs> oh, I that. So perfect. Oh, that's real good. So uh, here's where is, we get to the part where I... What part of the montage, Paul? I 100% know that the first time I saw this movie was the made-for-TV version. Uh-huh. Because there was no ghost blowjob in the ghost movie. Ghost blowjob! I didn't know a ghost blowjob was a thing, I think, until I was in high school. Spooky blowjob! Yep. Because I've been, I watched it off TV, and then we VHS uh-huh. taped it, and I was watching the made-for-TV VHS bootleg tape forever in a day i was watching that a thousand times like there's definitely more swearing in this movie than i ever thought as a kid because because that was all you know cut out but nope ghost blowjob the question is and then the the most disturbing part of the ghost blowjob is the crossed eyes on ray (laughs) he's also wearing like a napoleonic like uniform uh-huh. yeah that's like i don't know some edwardian bed clothes i don't know why um would you turn down a ghost blowjob oh no why, why would i no. do that <laughs> first off but why does it okay that's like the one time in the movie i was like this does not need to be in this movie and it doesn't need to coincide with the lyrics busting makes me feel good <laughs> Oh man, it's so yeah. No, the ghost blowjob is definitely a. It's a thing. It's a it's it's my low point in the movie, I think. And I don't know if that's because I'm like prejudiced against it because I didn't see it the first 
hundred times I watched this movie, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. And it happens to Ray, which is funny because he's like the sweet innocent mm-hmm. one. Like it just the whole thing is very silly. Mm-hmm. There's so much smoking in this movie. There's so much. There's way less in the second one. Yeah. Um, in that in that special I watched about it, they were like, yeah, we kind of just thought about it as being for adults, and we didn't really think about how much kids were going to gravitate toward it. And then when they did. You know, they kind of changed some of the things in the second one to make it be a little bit more kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, there was way less smoking. Yeah. Uh, Winston comes in right around here. I think also maybe this movie inspired my love of gargoyles. Oh, yeah. I'd... I've always loved it. I had a weird picture book about a gargoyle that made pizza. Oh, nice. As a child. And that uh, inspired my love of gargoyles, okay. but this didn't. This didn't hurt it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'm thinking there's a shot of like the gargoyle dog yeah, yep, before yep. Dana's abducted. I think Dana's abducted right away. Dana getting abducted yeah, is my favorite yeah, part yeah. of the movie. Oh yes, yeah, the so, door being so pushed. Iconic. Like... But you skipped over. That's a big Twinkie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a big drink. I was gonna say I. Th- I'm pretty sure one of the hands that grabs Dana out of the chair definitely. Cops a feel on her. Oh, legit. And Absolutely. I think, like, so in the regular version of the movie, like, her shirt is actually ripped some off. Yeah. And I'm pretty so sure she's none of that was in wearing the... some sort of, like, workout clothes, leotard, whatever, right. over there. So she comes home. I so remember this. Like, she comes home. She's got, like, sweatpants on. She pulls them off. She's got right. tights on and a leotard right. underneath. She has that whole conversation with her mother. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking... So much like the way that she like is like low key doesn't want to talk to her about yeah those guys on TV okay okay love to dad like I just she just seemed so cool it's so great to yep. me like as a kid and then yeah she sits in that chair and that's just so iconic it like spins the light happens it spins and then she goes in that track and it shows the carpet mm-hmm. just the whole thing is so good and for sure that demon hand cops a feel. <laughs> And that's like a person in there, right? Right. Like there's someone the under that chair wearing a glove, like. Yeah. Um. So my next thing is like, how come she turns, she gets a makeover and turns into like a hot slut, and Tully just becomes more of a goober? <laughs> I, like, I did say the. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think him outside the windows is particularly good when he's yeah. ch- being chased. I I right. do think we had talked about this in other movies too that I don't think that the dog effects hold up very well. When, when they're just right. the model dogs and they're sitting still, they're okay. When yeah. it's like the computer-generated jumping, running dog. Right. It's, it's not great. It's not It's also a pet dog. peeve of mine when people in movies think things that are obviously monsters are dogs. <laughs> That's uh, not fair. <laughs> Somebody had a cougar that went berserk. Yeah, uh, it happened. Uh, I just went, rewatched Evolution and um, with David Duchovny, and it was mm-hmm. the same thing. The I love that movie. The about a dog. That's a great movie. That's a great uh, and movie. And the woman says something about a dog, and she's like, I don't have no goddamn dog. It's an alien. Yeah. It's clearly an alien. Right. This is clearly a demon monster. Uh, it's not a fucking dog. <laughs> so I like how no one helps him. Gatekeeper, I said yes. My Definitely my attraction is based here. <laughs> You're like, and confirmed. <laughs> hot shoulder must be an 80s thing. We oh, talked about the space shoulder. balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. The collarbone, the shoulder. Right. All of it. I don't know. All of it. Master, it's so good. So this is when Venkman comes in. Is where I am. He comes yeah, for yeah, the yeah. date, and she's like, "Are you the keymaster?" He's like, "No." And she right. and yeah, yes, I am. Yeah, yes, and yes. I, I said, am. "Take me now, sub creature." Yep. <laughs> Must be the best pillow talk ever. Right. I also like uh, his moment of. 
ah, go ahead. No, I can't. Right. Because <laughs> he like, he's like, a creep. He's a creep. Um, there is no but Dana, only Zool. I mean, that actually is his only, like, redeeming quality is that he doesn't. Right. Because he definitely could have. So I said, there is no Dana, only Zool. That yeah. is, that's something I said. We, like my, oh, all you know, the time. That's Ivan Reitman's voice, by the way. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I said, so first, at least Total Sleeves Venkman doesn't take advantage of Dana once yes, he's possessed. He however, did. however. You get the minimum of points. But listen, <laughs> somehow Venkman... Goes on this date. He's on a what he thinks is a date. He's like, I'm coming to your house at 9 p.m. Oh, and he has he has He's 300 cc's of thoracine <laughs> on him to go on a date at 9 p.m. on a Thursday night. Who does yep. that? You're right. You're right. <laughs> so he just randomly has this on him to knock her out. She's gonna take a little nap now. Uh huh. Yep. Yep, 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 so yep, yep. that's a thing. I like the line, I want you inside me. And he goes, I don't know. Sounds like you got at least two people in there already. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little crowded. Yeah. I wrote poor Lewis uh, that's again. That's all good. That's all good. Poor Lewis. I really like Lewis Tully talking to the horse and then yelling at the guy, you will perish in flames. <laughs> and then the guy's just, what an asshole. What an asshole. <laughs> His eyes turn red and the guy's like mildly concerned. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. We also also say a lot. Yes, have some. Oh yes, have yes, some. Have some. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. So then Peck comes in. Well, he came in before, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He had a yeah. Which again, why does Venkman have to be such a dick right off the right. get? Like right from the before get-go. that though, we see Venkman. So uh, Egon calls him. They talk. Yeah. And Venkman leaves Dana. He yes. kisses her though. He does. He kisses her. He kisses she's her. She's out. unconscious. She's possessed and unconscious, and he kisses. She also he that kisses was a her on the neck effect. or something. She was like really floating in the air. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not good. Listen, I wrote. This is where the recently I wrote release of the containment is my favorite part of the movie. I love the song. I, be, I believe it's magic. Yeah. All the different ghosts that come out, like the taxi cab ghost and Slimer. It is really good. I do think the beginning of that song is a little silly, but I I, love that song. Oh, man. So I love when they're like scrapping a little bit and Egon goes, your mother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I say that all the time, but it's extra funny to hear him say it. It is. It is. You never stop. I'm I'm to the point where they're talking and he's like, they're in the jail and they're talking about. Yeah. and, And Ray goes, you never studied. And then this is another thing, no studying when he comes back. Right. Like, no studying. No studying. <laughs> uh, I like how he breaks out into Santa Claus. Everybody getting this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all good. I like that, di- that the gatekeeper dips the key master. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I like the, uh, the scene where they're talking to the mayor. and The, the, whole, the like, scene with the mayor is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, this... It's true, Your Honor. This man has no dick. dick. So here's another thing that is maybe apocryphal, and is, but just something that I that apparently William Atherton got such shit after making this movie. Yes, people hated him, and like would stop him on the street to hate on him because he was in this movie as like the dick or the dickless. Like, like there was some there's some story about like a bus full of kids shouting at dickless at him or something like that. He was also a dick in uh, Real Genius. Oh yeah, well, there's Um, like him and McDonald, whatever the guy's name is. Who are just like the perennial, that's the only thing they play is like the villain oh, and everything. So I have a theory for you. So Carl Winslow is a cop in this. Yeah. So 
Is this set in the same universe as Family Matters? And or Die is it Hard. Set in the same, that's what I was going to say. Or is it set in the universe of Die <laughs> no, Hard? No, both. They're all set in the same oh, universe. Oh, they're all in the same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. So. Dogs and cats I, living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I like how they just keep ramping each other's yes, shit yes. up. Like, dead, rising from the grave. They just, they all <laughs> go around and <laughs> Because you, like, Ray's getting all riled up, and the part of you thinks that Bill Murray's going to, they're all going to, like, calm mm-hmm. it down and, like, try to talk reasonably, but instead they just ramp up, and then somehow that works. <laughs> and then I wrote Saving the Day. That's my favorite part of the movie. I do, too, but I also I like when like, Peck get gets pumped. kicked out, Murray goes, I'm going to miss yeah. him. <laughs> That's, like, just such a good delivery. Yeah. Um, Saving, Saving the, the day, day, it's so fucking cheesy. Yeah. It's so cheesy. But then it's extra good because they have this whole, like, you know, huge, like, montage of success, and then it goes right to the stairs. Right. <laughs> well, and you miss, like, there's one with, when the street opens up, they get, like, they fall, all fall into the cracks of the street in front of the, right, uh, right. the apartment building. And, if you, like, the I wrote obvious stunt doubles are obvious. It's right. just, like, a bunch of random people <laughs> fall in. Hey, where do these stairs go? They go up. And they go up. We say that all the time. It's like, they, where do these stairs go? They go up. Yeah. Okay. So she's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> the roof confrontation is my favorite part of the movie. You have said that five times. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when someone asks you if you're a god. You say you yes. You say yes. <laughs> That's another. This chick is toast. And for the flat top. Yeah. Let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. <laughs> Yes, all of it. Or we also, the other one, they say, what did you do, Ray? What did you do, Ray? <laughs> no, I do the whole, like, we used to roast marshmallows by the fire. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. But also the delivery of, it's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Mm-hmm. It's very good. <laughs> Stay Puft showing up is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, he says, mother puss Mother-puss bucket. That's another one I say all the time. <laughs> We all, uh, I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. I love this plan. There's, this whole thing is so quotable. Uh, I re- literally wrote that line down. The fucking face that this Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, the first time that it makes, the first time it gets shot, is exactly the face that my sweet cherubic baby makes. <laughs> my fat two-year-old baby, when she's mad, that is the exact face. I want you to know. <laughs> Will uh, Winston should fucking peace out. Yeah, yeah. In all seriousness, he that I read somewhere he says like eleven five. Yeah. The adjusted <laughs> yes. for inflation, that's twenty seven thousand dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough money. He should say bye. Yep. I'm not gonna die for you, assholes. Yep. <laughs> William Atherton gets all of that um marshmallow dumped on him, so it was he's watching it, right? And he's like, So how like the what's watching them prepare the stunt and he's like, How is this gonna and they're like, well, it's 75 pounds, but, you know, it's 75 pounds of marshmallow. He's like, 75 pounds of feathers is still 75 right, pounds. Right. Like, He's like, show me how that's going to be okay. So <laughs> they, like, get a stunt double to come in and, like, to show the prissy actor that it's going to be okay. And it flattens the stunt double, like, kicks his ass. <laughs> and he's like, so... So then they, like, lightened it to, like, I think 50 pounds. But it was still, like... A huge amount Jeez. of it was shaving cream oh, yeah. that they dumped on him, and it was still, like, super heavy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the floor of a taxi cab. <laughs> it's all real good. <laughs> I love when they, they're waking up. So we, we kind of glossed over the whole bit. Of, we just said every line. I think we acted out the I whole mean, thing. I mean, gosh, it's so good. Cross the streams. 
say that that's like the solution that this makes yeah. no sense. Right. And none of it really makes. <laughs> but I, I gotta say, I love they're at the end. Everybody's like waking up. Everybody's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's Rick Which Moranis. They would totally not be okay. Right. Because did you, <laughs> did you see, see the explosion? explosion? Yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> they're all barbecue. But Rick Moranis comes out. and He's looking around. He's like, "Boy, the superintendent's gonna be pissed." He's gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, they're all they all come out of the the place. They're all right, like heroes. Right. And he comes out they're and like he's heroes. like, "Anybody want to interview me? I'm an eyewitness." <laughs> and they like start taking him away. He's like, "No, I want to go in the car." With them. Right, no, I'm with <laughs> Poor Lewis. Oh man. It's so good. So good. Yeah. It's so good. Don't worry. Later he hooks up with Janine. It's all fine. Right. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. I'm glad this really gave good. me an excuse to rewatch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So clearly the nerd canon verdict. Oh yes, hundred percent. I mean hundred percent. Like I th- I was thinking um, this is the one where if I get to choose one thing to be in my nerd canon and nothing else makes it in, Ghostbusters makes it in. That's where it is for me. Ghostbusters for sure makes it in. Yeah, I love it. Any other closing yep. thoughts? No, um, I have nothing else. This, this is such a good movie. I am ridiculously excited for the next one. Uh, I think it looks really good. I actually don't hate the last one that came out. Like, a lot of I fans hate. I actually somehow didn't see that. I was, like, really busy procreating, and I haven't seen movies in, like, four years. Oh, see, I wonder this if This is why our podcast is only 80s movies, because I haven't seen any new ones. I don't think it's that bad. I think there was a, so much hate about it and it being an all-female cast and all this nonsense. And Which is why it's weird I haven't watched it because I'm such a feminist, but I just haven't, I just haven't made it happen yet. Anyway, you should watch it. I, I think it's yeah, worth I'd a like watch. To. It's not as good as one. Did you like the sequel just as much, do you think? Two? Yeah. I, oh, I love two. It's, it's yeah. definitely not as good of a movie, but the fact that I'm a huge fan of Ghostbusters makes up right. for that. But, Why am I dripping with goo? Yeah. It's Vigo. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I had a dog named Vigo, so <laughs> clearly I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but I'm, I'm super yeah. excited for the next one to come out. I'm, I'm, and I'm so sad that it's delayed, what, six months or more? Yeah, yeah. Eight months. Ugh. Oh, well. But maybe by the time it comes out, we'll be able to go see it at the yeah, theater yes. again. Maybe we'll be able to leave the house again, which will be nice. Yep. Okay, great. Thanks for listening, everybody. Paul, thanks for podcasting with me. Yeah. It was a joy to talk about nerdy movies with you. Yep. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, find us online at Instagram. We are Nerd Cannon Podcast. Um, if you have comments, suggestions, you can email us. Nerdcannonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, until next time. Bust some ghosts. Bust some ghosts, man. Bust makes me feel good. Bust makes me feel good. Yeah, all right.